0: Welcome to Three Devs and a Maybe, the podcast series for beginner web
1: developers and general web enthusiasts. Now introducing your show hosts, Michael Budd, Fraser Hart, Lewis Keynes, and Ed Mann. Good afternoon, strong evening, and welcome to Three Devs and a Maybe. Uh, we are three of us today. Michael's unfortunately not with us, but going from left to right, we have uh, Ed Mann. Hello, and we have Lewis Keynes. Good evening. And I How's am
2: nowhere f- left or right. Where we're not
0: on video. i, know, I was thinking. Like, I've you, still got pictures Ed, of you, so I can see Ed with his cool uh, little uh, uh, sunglasses
1: uh, uh. on, and you next to that
0: massive, scary-looking chicken. That's, looking. That's yeah. a brilliant picture. You can explain that that picture, and maybe we'll put it in the show notes. What what is this picture about?
2: That picture. I I went to a wedding at Bristol Zoo two years ago. Yeah. This was a a picture or a, a board that was on as you walk around the zoo, and it had the big weird-looking gormless bird on it and it looked like an intellectual equal so i'd have my photo taken <laughs> to it and see who looked more intelligent it I looks think like the quite the
1: intimidating is... little thing i'd be quite scared if i saw one of those in the wild i think yeah
2: I'm, i can't even remember what it's called now but it's uh yeah it captured the moment perfectly it's a good picture
1: that excellent stuff so anyway um, we should probably say how have people's weeks been going so we'll start you're already talking lewis so we'll start with you how's your week been i'm rambling so i may as well ramble <laughs> <so> <laughs> yeah,
2: on.
0: Yeah, keep, keep, keep on the rambling yeah, sir keep going
2: yeah, not too bad. I don't have a massive amount to ramble about. Things are still really quiet at work, so I'm I'm just kind of poodling along, doing my own thing.
1: Kind so of so you're getting on, loads of time to do loads of learning and stuff in between actual work and, and all that at the moment.
2: Some and some, I'm doing some tutorials, but I'm I'm headlong into converting a load of the stuff I've done over to Laravel. So that's taken Ooh, up. How's that going? Yeah, it's not going too bad. I'm I'm in the process of rewriting my CMS that I made, and rather than trying to make a, a really clever dynamic thing like i did in the first place i'm just dumbing it down a bit so it's a bit yep. easier for other people to work with and you're going kind to be open
1: t- open sourcing that any any chance of that getting out into the wild once you've finished possibly eventually it, it's
2: going to be more more of an api i think which right. is i think it's an easier way to to work with it so i'm just call whatever i want whenever i need it and um yeah so hopefully it, it will be one day it's not too bad yeah. it's no that's good
1: i'm looking forward to seeing that actually it'll be, it'll be really good
2: I know, I keep talking about one of these days I'll release some open source code, and I'm sure I will. It's
0: like the new Duke Nukem, you know, when that came out. I want, you know, the people are waiting for it, Lou. People are waiting for oh, it. The, the masses demand it, so, yeah. People are going to be getting angry like those gamers were.
2: Mm. They were, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, other than that, no, still uh, pretty quiet on the work front, but... Keeping How is still. the Laravel
0: 5 stuff? Like, are you enjoying it still? Are you still loving it?
2: Yes, I am very much so. I think, I think it's a, a great framework, and... To be to be honest, I'm 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 rewriting a lot of the the old CMS stuff that I did, but I'm getting stuff done so quickly, just be, particularly because of just how good Eloquent is really. Yeah. It's just really really.
0: You good. love that Active Record stuff, eh? I, I kind of do at the
2: moment. I know you're not so mad keen about
0: it. It's, it's, but bad, it's balancing out though. I mean, if it, it it solves the problem that you're trying to solve now, you know, and, yeah. and like it helps you out. I mean, this yeah. is the thing, and and with the CMS and stuff, like you say, like you're very tied to the tables that you're using and.
2: Yeah, part part of the trap that I've fallen into is that when when you're working on your own, you you kind of just write stuff that you a system that you know because you're never going to have to show it to anyone. But I then realise that that's you know for a, for a long-term situation going forward, probably not ideal. I'd rather because we all know how frustrating it is to try and pick up something that someone else has made, and you just want to be able to understand it straight yeah. away. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to rewrite it and with that in mind, so that if someone picks it up from me one day, maybe. But, you know, maybe it'll be a bit easier to work with than maybe it was before. Yep. So are if you
1: documenting it all as well or not?
0: The code is a documentation. Sorry, I, I yes. can, go on, Lou, say The, the, the it's
1: code like, is the <laughs> documentation. <laughs> yes. Thank you know. so much for it's, that it's question. It's written so Perfect. well and documents itself. Is
0: yeah, that, is exactly. self-documenting. You know, say? Self-documenting, yeah. you know? I, that's I, what Uncle Bob says.
2: I, I also like to think that my, my audience has a certain psychic element. <laughs> so they, they, they
0: they know what you thought They yes. that. They, they, you know, know. they, they understand they, they, what I means and see and, yeah. you know.
2: We've been making this podcast for 18 months, so they must know how I think by exactly, now.
1: Exactly, yeah. They are part of you, so, got one with the audience. At one. Zen? <laughs> yeah. Is oh, yeah. no, that's a different it Zen. Oh, yeah, they might be Zen as well, you know. You never know. They could be that way inclined. And uh Ed, how about you? Have you, you had an interesting week? When was it last recorded? It wasn't last weekend, was it? It was the weekend before. Yeah, yeah. So it's been you, a couple of weeks, yeah. And I've not been around for about a month on the podcast, I, know, I think. But you know the update from you, man. So yeah, oh, yes, yes, my week's great. been my has been good.
0: Um yeah, I've been working primarily on well actually really interesting stuff actually, so caching and performance stuff this week. Um, and I've got quite a lot of like interesting things to talk about, um, you know. So yeah. Other than that, like it's been caching and stuff, um, getting ready for the holiday, uh, going off to America next week, which oh, is I'm very, so right? jealous of that man. To be awesome, uh, really can do with two weeks off, so I'm really gonna make the most of it. And yeah, it's been really chill. Like, I mean, today the sun seems to you know be pretty amazing, so we've been outside having a barbecue.
1: Yeah, because uh, uh, just before we started recording, you you and Amy were showing us some sunburn that you've got today, and I got a little bit of sunburn today as well, so it's the first it's day of it's summer it's pretty much. This is us, the UK. <laughs> you guys
2: live in a different country than I do. <laughs> is it not sunny where you
1: are? I've, I've been Come playing on. golf today in what felt like a force eight hurricane. Oh, it's been super windy. But it's been yeah. just the sun has so, been beating down. Yeah. yeah, what time were you doing uh, golf today? Half seven this morning. So
0: uh, that's why because the sun hasn't come up yet. Half exactly. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we, we ended up getting like a cheap, like two pound. Uh, you know, it's like portable, but uh, not portable, but you know, they're disposable
1: barbecues. Yeah, they're great, they are. They are great. Amazing. And whoa, we're like, oh, wait. So hang on, we were at you your had house last weekend and ladies? you just bought a brand new massive barbecue and yeah, you just spent we, on a this, barbecue. Yeah.
0: Um it's it's got it's a case of the CBAs. Um it, it happens to a lot of people, yeah, uh, yeah. and it's a massive disease. CBAs. CBA, uh, so, can't be asked. Can't be asked, can't, yeah. Uh, oh, the cleaning. The, well, not well, no, the cleaning of that, yeah. I mean, it is a bit of a pain. But also it's just the fact of like a disposable barbecue stuff. You can light a bit of paper, can't you, and it and it sets itself off. But uh, it turns out that they say you read the packaging, and on the back you're like, okay, so it says put this on, you know, a non-flammable surface. I.e. a brick. And we're like, oh, we've got a, a slab, you know, like there's this slab that's left over from, you know, we're renting this place and it's there. We put it on that. We put it on our nice plastic table. No. So, well, no, we leave it. You know, we let it do its thing. And and Adam, uh, my housemate, uh, looks at it afterwards and goes, Ed, it, it's cracked the slab. And I'm like how and then you look at it and it's actually burnt through like it's melted the actual plastic as well, well so, good. so slabs not good enough and yeah so that was interesting it uh, heats th- up quite well though doesn't it well it's pretty impressive though I'm just I'm well. I thought a brick was what you should do I thought that that's what they say to do I mean one maybe maybe one wasn't good enough um but it was nice until it did that so that's 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 my Sunday that's so you've had decent. two
2: barbecues in two days then
0: uh yes well i've actually had i had two last weekend a saturday and sunday and this weekend i've had two we should I'd... probably
1: talk All about right. last weekend shouldn't we ed mm. what, what happened last weekend well he, well, he, he can't say much about it because yeah, he, he probably funny, doesn't so.
0: remember i uh, <laughs> <haven't had enough. laughs> uh you know well you know we, we haven't seen each other in so long it, yeah. it had been insane like i think in like ascot was the last time we actually met up with each I other i think it was yeah and I was just like, yeah. So, and it was my friend's birthday, and the drinks were flowing, and it was a very nice evening. It was a very uh, nice tragedy. People don't
2: realize. Don't. People don't realize
0: how cool we are. Oh, we are. And also, it turns out girls don't like *Cards Against Humanity*. And they don't. Yeah. They don't like us talking about Uncle Bob books in the afternoon either. Well, well, yeah, they're
1: they, not too. They're not too keen on programming so talk, are they? They weren't enjoying no. it.
0: it. Was just trying to get you know software craftsmanship, the book, you know, trying to pimp it to uh, fr- Fraser, and uh, yeah, they were like, why are you talking about this? They just don't get it. Oh, it's different worlds. So sad. Yeah, they're so sad. I love it. Yeah, no, they're like, yeah, they're so sad. (laughs)
1: like we got to the end of the night and everyone had gone to bed and everyone had gone and then you go to like you can barely even talk and you go to me do you want to have a jd and coke and i'm like not really but yeah go on and let's have a jd and coke and we can sit down and have a couple of drinks and Uh... then like i remember like you you and me were both sat there and then we were both thinking exactly the same thing like i just want to go to sleep i just want to go to sleep and then i can't remember if you suggested it or i suggested it like it was do we actually want to have another drink, or should we just call it a yeah, night? Yeah, do you want to and, have another one? And then I think we were both like, yeah, let's just call it a night. <laughs> and then, yeah, so I went to sleep on your couch for, I think I got this, just about drifted off to sleep, and then all of a sudden I heard, like, heavy footsteps storming across the land, and then you screaming down the toilet. And then Amy going, are you all right, Ed? Are you all right? <laughs> and then she comes in and goes, Eddie, are you all right? And goes,
0: I can't do this. And she was almost sick on me, so that's how bad it was. Oh, dear, yeah. I was naive. It's got, um, yeah, it's got to be done though. It was good, funny. Yeah. Thank, you. To Thank you for was, hosting us. Oh, it was it was awesome, man. I, I think people. I turned it. It turns out people don't like on Facebook, so I don't post much on Facebook. I was going to do it all on Twitter. Hashtag Bowser Birthday Bash. Uh, it turns out people don't really use Twitter in our circles, like our friends and stuff. So yeah. it was really annoying. I was like, well, you know, you get Twitter, or I guess I have to move to Facebook. Uh, and yeah, so we're on Facebook doing all this, and I literally, I think I spanned so many people's walls with just us and videos of like, <laughs> and it's Fraser. He's now turned up, and oh look, it's Lou and Rachel. Uh, yeah, for me it was. It was great. It was oh, a good It was time. good. Yeah, it was a very good time. Uh, <laughs> then they were like, Yeah. Well, they were annoyed after part one <coughs> of Bowser opened his presence because <laughs> it moved over to Dave, and that some of my friends aren't friends with Dave, so they didn't know where was part two. All I got was like last week I got where was part two? I'm like part two of <laughs> what? Like, oh, Adam opened his presence, of course. Oh <laughs> uh, dear. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I digress. But it was a really, really awesome time. It and the was, weather was a great up time, and, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, this week's been really interesting with like, yeah, caching stuff and performance. And yeah, I'm looking forward to having
1: a little little chit-chat with us today. So, Fraser, how have you been, sir? I've been doing all right, thank you, because it has been a while since I've been on. But, like, I wish I had loads to report, but I've, I've, I've not got anything that kind of stands out. I've been working a lot on this this HTML, well, this Canvas game that we're doing in Phaser, you know, the, the slot machine game. Um, been doing a lot of work on that, which has been really, really interesting. Like phase has been an absolute joy to work with, and I've pretty much know it inside out now, which is always good. Um, and yeah, we've we've had a the big kind of amount of work that we've been working on is trying to make it scalable for all devices because obviously it's a, a slot game that needs to go out through casinos and stuff, and so people are going to be using it on iPads and on iphones and how, right, how hard and so is that that must be quite a hard yeah. feat or it was have you su- kind of limited it surprisingly it's a, it's not that bad like we've we've obviously got, i say obviously but we've got quite a few performance issues because the game's very graphic intensive so if you think about like design just have a clr and we're all right you know yeah, definitely yeah just like text yeah text results it'll be fine yeah
0: just text based yeah, you know
1: see like this this kind of like baking lady right. making cake don't need animation yeah, we don't need that. yeah don't need any of that um but yeah, so the, the big kind of thing was we've got support down to iPhone four, which is obviously a pretty lame device. But we've got it working pretty nice in the oh iPhone hey,
2: four. I've got one of
0: those. <laughs> Have you?
1: <laughs> but the, the the big issue wasn't the iPhone four. The big issue was the iPad three, because the iPad two and the iPad three are similar. Similar. What is? I can't even say the word. Similar... Area, <laughs> like you know Sli- the word. Similar similarities. Simla- similarly. Yeah. They're similarly powered, anyway. That's the word I was looking for. How many beers have you had today? I've only had two and a half. <laughs> but I'm sunburned, so that's what it is. Yeah, so they're, they're pretty equal in power, and the iPad and 2. You're and you're I- in Lebanon, by the sound of it. Is it bad audio quality? Oh, the police going past, yeah. You've got yeah. That's as London, my friend. Southeast London, yeah. Rough, yeah. rough of yeah. town, Greenwich. <laughs> Royal Greenwich. Royal <laughs> Greenwich. Royal Borough. Yeah, so the, the iPad 2 and the iPad 3 have got pretty similar specs, but the iPad 3 has to power a retina screen. So yeah, way, how is that, By the way, yeah. Sorry, i complete. Yeah, it's that's that's our biggest hurdle at the moment, getting it to run smoothly on the on the yeah, iPad three. So it is. It, they literally did because I know that they, the the three was only out for a while, wasn't it? It was. They, yeah, and it's a horrible yeah. piece of hardware, and I hate it. That, and it's is really, it really? Well, it, because well, it's, it's, it's a good piece of hardware, but for what we we needed but to that's work, it, nicely on, it's hard. The, the two was
0: like nicely powered for the display, and then you had the Retina display, but they didn't yes. stop the the processor at all enough to exactly. Yeah. It. Yeah. that's pretty bad no wonder why because it you, you came out and then it was gone and you're like oh that's weird like you don't normally normally they have a bit of a shelf life don't they for a yeah. year or two yeah and then, yeah so that that's when so that's why because they literally just decided we get a retina display ah crap we still need to use the same hardware
1: yeah yeah, Same no, it's, it's absolutely brutal. And so we've, I've kind of written this. It's just a really simple function, like a golden ratio function. So we're using a responsive assets, a responsive, yeah, a responsive asset server, which is something that the guys in, the backend guys in house develop. So we can request assets in any any size, essentially. So to do that, we need to know the original size of the image. So we're basing it off like a, a twenty forty eight by fifteen, whatever the thing is, to, for obviously two x for retina. Yeah. Um, so we we've got a base a base size on that and all our images are sized originally for this for retina ipad size so if we're getting a non if we're getting uh, if we're getting assets for a non retina device we know that so we can request them at half the size so we don't have to scale them down so that's fine on the ipad 2 because we request images rather than being like 2048 wide we request a 1024 and that can work fine but what we're having to do with the ipad 3 is we're obviously still having to request the 2048 wide images and then scale those so they look nice on the retina screen. But that's where we're having the hurdles because The intensive, yeah. Exactly. So it's having to do four times as much work on the iPad 3 as it is on the iPad 2 because, obviously, if you're half, half the resolution of an image, you're essentially only taking a quarter of it because you've got half on both dimensions. So if you imagine, yeah. like, a square cut into quarters, you're only getting one quarter of that as opposed to the whole thing. So it's it's really causing us issues. Um, so we can. kind of, <laughs> how what's the market share like on an iPad 3 did you look into that or do you just I know that these know, are the devices to be honest
0: with you um, sometimes to... you think is this even worth it you're That's like right, i know yeah. it will bite you in the back but if it's like it's one of those things with like ies and stuff where you're just like do i need to support ie7 now like That's, you know like yeah.
1: can we really cut it out of our like browser support yep no, that is the thing, and it would be really interesting to look into. I don't think we're going to get away with kind of saying, "Look, we will to sack it off," because it's quite a, a big client that we're developing this. Thing. Well, I say big client; it's not like a, a client that anybody would have heard of, but in the online gaming industry, it's, it's that's it's cool, quite man. A big player. So it's there's there's no option at all for us in terms of. So kind of sacking off ipad 3 is it is it so it's a browser game then and it's
0: played on what desktop mobile tablet the whole shebang yes basically yeah so
1: wow. and this whole code base is single code base works on all three of those it does indeed yeah so we that's what we've kind of what we're using the responsive asset server for so we're requesting assets in whatever size we need them and we can position them wherever we need them which is a bit of a pain in the ass because you can't it's it doesn't work like css like you can't have breakpoints so we're having to basically position everything automatically based on the, the size of the screen that we're given and that's that's been causing all kinds of not issues but thinking points and and hurdles to get over so it's been a really really interesting project but it's kind of we're getting to, to the end when we need to be delivering it so we're, we're pretty much down to just performance things at the moment that we're now tidying up but it's, it's been a really interesting project yeah I mean like yeah absolutely loved it and I'd, I'd like to now as well because I've got my hand into into this phase of thing and I know it pretty well I'd like to develop like just a, a mobile game or to something, because it'd be nice to have something in the app store and to have something like, hey, I'm not, I'm not, just show it off. Be yeah, like, not hey nothing, guys, exactly, yeah, nothing that nothing that I can make money off, but I can, it's something that I can say, oh yeah, well this is this is mine because I'm not, I wouldn't Your charge for don't it. Understand? Like my girlfriend, like she, I, I, I spoke to her yesterday. I said,
0: she goes, oh you should get, so, you should do that in the app because I was explaining what I've been doing. Like, she goes, yep. oh, you should add this to the app store, and I was like, well I've actually have made an app. She's like, really? Like an app? You know, exactly, like exactly, yeah, like, like the Mazoon thing and extra. Yep. Uh, so you know, and like, yeah. That was that wasn't very
2: stressful for you, though, was it? Uh,
0: no, of course not. Uh, no. yeah, and like, the thing is, like that type of thing, and you know, like, it doesn't really show. But if you give them something really cool or really cheesy, and they love it, like people understand that, then yeah. it's an app, not like, oh, but I did this algorithm, and it's so cool. Why don't you like this? Yeah, exactly. Because uh, you yeah, can install that it on your iPhone. Husband. Yeah. But but one thing I actually was going to say about this app, so because it's like cross-device, cross-platform, everything. I mean. Is there a lot of differences that you found, it, or, or has Phaser been able to abstract that out, or have you had to like a lot of conditional blocks saying if it's this, do this; if it's that, do that? We've,
1: yeah, we've tried to avoid that as much as possible, but there are certain instances. For instance, trying to get it to work for the iPad three, we've I've, I've written suddenly a, again a tiny, tiny little function, but it basically it checks the the frame rate that the game's running at because the, the base frame rate is sixty frames a second, so we can detect like. If it's starting to struggle and it starts to drop to like 30 or 20 frames a second that we can say oh shit!" well hang on a second something's going on here so ditch the the niceties essentially so so the the game experience is still there but it's not as it's not, not as fluid but it's not as polished and it's not as shiny you don't get all the bells and whistles that you would do if if you were on a more modern device for instance um so it's things like when you when you win something like you'll get like all these particles getting emitted from behind the winning the winning line and all this kind of stuff so we're basically saying well okay if the frame rate starts to drop we know this person is not on a device that can handle all this so we're going to ignore all the all the particles and all those yeah
0: just don't yeah. worry about that that's just yeah it's like it's like graceful grace degradation, degradation. Yeah, yeah exactly it's just like you know we want you to still be able to have the experience but not with all the th- niceties which which again yeah. is really strange that actually the experience on iPad 2 with a worse display is actually better Oh, than, it is, yeah it's like, really quite painful i'm amazed by apple there i really am like how they would kind of get away with doing that yeah. like you know and i know you know because they invest a lot of time into each device that they actually make yeah to be like that's going to be a long stay and
1: yeah.
0: yeah oh and this is the annoying thing again it's like with browser support we end up being the ones that kind of bite it because we have to support it yeah you know they go oh you have to buy the next one it's like well it's great for you to say that but our client doesn't think that you know they're using an ipad 3 and that's what they want us to support so we have to now deal with this so yep. it's one of those things and i mean another thing actually so does phaser then deal with the whole uh frames per second stuff or do you have to what do you mean? Like, does, it, you, does it deal with it? Does it does it kind of alert you when the frames per second? Yeah, or does, it, it give does, you a, does it kind of provide you with all the abstractions and stuff to like listen on those things it and does, say? Yeah, oh, yeah, which is really good. Yeah. yeah, and also another thing. Sorry about this. I hope no, loads. No, go are, ahead. Is uh, is the JavaScript stuff? So are you using any preprocessors? Any like? Um, transpilers like you know like converting it into like from coffee script into javascript no,
1: nothing at all just writing pure pure javascript to be honest like, i've i've kind of thought about maybe dabbling with coffee scripts but i think it's just another layer that's not not necessary to be honest with you um well, i mean maybe if, that's an ignorant point of view because i've not no, spent no i think i think it, but... no i mean i mean this is the funny thing where i was doing some
0: ES6 stuff um, last week i was talking about it where yes you know uh the the niceties you get in ES6 are pretty substantial, and yep. a lot of people have gone from CoffeeScript to ES6, and it's just one of the things where maybe even just adding a transpiler to ES6 in your stack, like Babel or like, a, oh as well, Tr- or something, it's the Google's one, and right. uh, you know using that and just like for now you can use the niceties of ES6, but it actually tra- it actually converts it into ES5 support. Okay. I would honestly, if I was you, look at that. That's so, cool, yeah. Because yeah. that stuff that you know you're going to get, like this, they only support the standards. Well, yeah. they support niceties that may not be in the standard, but the standard stuff of like, you know, like arrow syntax, arrow functions and splat and uh, rest. Well, yeah, rest and spread and all these cool yeah. things. Supports those, goes into ES5. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Um, and you get all those niceties. And I've some of the code I've been able to write just using those instead of using... Uh, basic javascript is pretty crazy is it really i might have to check oh, it it's so nice man and you know that this is like stuff that's not just like a voodoo you know scripting kind of overhead it's real what this is what javascript's going to be like in a couple of years hopefully yeah. the browsers start supporting it all the time um, which is beneficial because then you're like learning something that you can actually remember and keep. Because I think that's the other thing with these these transpilers and stuff like CoffeeScript and like TypeScript and PureScript is that they're great and they're great experimental things. But when people invest a lot of money into them, because a lot of people have had this whole time where they were like, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to switch all my code base to CoffeeScript. And yeah. you've, and Hacker and News, you've, you've seen the blog post of, oh, why I switched all my, you know, all our code base. We've got like 20,000 developers and we split this the after CoffeeScript. Script, and then they're like, a year later, why we do, why we change back from yes. JavaScript you know, to JavaScript from CopyScript script? And you realize it's just like, the commitment is crazy. The only oh, thing yeah. you can rely on is the raw language. JavaScript is going to yep. be around. Whether you convert down to it or not, it's going to be around. It's like CSS. It's Sass and less and stylus and all these things are great. But and jQuery even like people say they know jQuery but then they don't know JavaScript. JavaScript is the one thing that's going to rely on, and that's when like ES6 comes along. Learn those things, yeah, and then build on them if you want to. Those absolutely,
1: and uh, you can even in terms of like like if you're if you are an employer and then you say you make the decision second when you convert everything to CoffeeScript. It's like okay, well you just like you've just quartered or fifth or sixth or seventh like your potential pool of developers, and it's hard enough to find developers as it is, so you're shooting yourself in the foot, I reckon. And yeah, absolutely. And
0: ES6 is amazing. There's the stuff that, and, and some of the implementation was some of that, the actual, um, so like you've got the syntactic stuff, but also some of the performance stuff, uh, Tail recursion, which is really cool, which is yeah. a very fun thing. They're supporting that now. And yeah, I love it. Um, and JS bin, I can't pin that enough. How oh, it's, awesome. it's really cool, isn't it? So good. And the way he's got all these pre processors transpilers in there yep. already. Uh, it's so cool that he's like, "Oh yeah, I want six to five, which is Babel now, you know." And it's like, "Yeah, I can use that, and I can just use all of the cool Ear Six stuff
1: without, you know, pretending my browser can support that without having to worry about it." And yep. yeah, can't get enough of it, man. Fantastic! That's really cool and uh, did I tell you as well I've been dabbling a little bit with uh, three 3.js three oh how is
0: that going uh, not very, like,
1: I've, I've not spent as much time as I wanted to because my plan was to spend a couple of weekends ago I was like okay well I'll cut off the whole, the whole afternoon I'll spend like five hours like going through tutorials and stuff there's not a lot of information out or kind of decent information out there about it um, so, so I, I just gotta write it, dude. This is it, I know. it. But yeah, you But you know I kinda of, I toyed around for maybe a couple of hours and I made like a cube appear and like lights and all this kind of stuff. Because um, 'cause I've been playing a lot with I've, I've told you I've been messing around with Google cardboard quite I say messing around with, like not as as a developer, so, but purely as a consumer. And it's, it's the you, coolest thing And yeah. I think it's so I send it to me. I, I, I still need like the, the pitch. Like what is it? What it's, is it? It's Google it's basically amazing. Like you've you've heard of what's the game thing? Um jeez, oh, I can't even think. Anyway, it's a, it's a a 3D headset, essentially, for your smartphone. So it's oh. I, I bought a cheap one from China. It was like three quid, and it took two weeks to get here, but it's absolutely worth three quid. So, what, so you put your phone in it? Uh-huh. Yeah, so you get like this little cardboard kit, and it comes with all pre-cut out, and it's basically, you fold it up, put the two lenses in, and you've got a magnet as well. So okay. you, you put the lenses in, and then the magnet goes on the side, and what the magnet's for is so you've got some kind of interaction with the phone because it messes with your compass so the games or the the apps have been developed to to kind of recognize when the the polarity of the is that the right really? the polarity to changes when you move the magnet so it kind of registers that's a click. so, cool. so you, yeah. yeah so you don't have to touch the screen because you don't have any oh, access to the screen God. that's uh, oculus so rift is the thing is the thing i was thinking of so it's essentially like a very low budget version of oxy oculus rift so you basically put your phone in the back of this thing in the back of the Google Cardboard, you've got a couple of lenses so that you can look at it really up close, and there's a divider down the middle. So when you look at uh, an app that's been developed in or for Google Card, there's a load of like roller coaster simulations, and I've got pretty much all of them on my phone now. But it's just it's amazing. It's like really really cool. It's such an immersive experience. And when you think for three quid, basically, if anyone out there doesn't have Google Cardboard or an equivalent or whatever, get yourself on Amazon and buy one. It's the greatest three pound or £20 pound if you buy a plastic one that you'll ever spend like it's it's just awesome so I've been kind of messing around with 3.js with the intention of making something that I can view on my Google Cardboard and I haven't got a clue, I need like if anyone out there has got any inspiration as to what they'd like to see in 3D or whatever then it yeah would be, that would be so cool because I don't have a creative brain at all but yeah. I want someone to tell me something cool that I can make yeah, for this. That you could do, and then you can and start. And I will make it, and then I will, yeah, whatever. You know, I'd, lo- I'd love
2: to it. know how to make GPS apps. I'd love to know how that will work. GPS, I've got no idea what, how ge-
1: geolocation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you can do it through the browser. Super easy. There's, there's geo. Is there, yeah, there's, I've never, I've never looked at it. Yeah, there's a geo API that you can, hmm. yeah, you can access through modern browsers, and it's just, yeah, you can get the, the lat, long, and. The, the scope for cool it.
2: things you could do with GPS, is oh, probably
1: yeah. infinite. Oh it's, yeah, it's super easy. Like you could you could knock something together in, in five minutes, in your browser that will that will tell you your, your current lat long. And then obviously to do more interesting stuff, you just do stuff with with the location data that you have. Oh, okay,
2: I might I might because from from a golf point of view that you know GPS is quite cool because you can use it to, to tell your yardages
0: for your shots and exactly, stuff like yeah. that. How far oh yes, yeah. you could yeah. pin down that would be really and like because um, with a compass as well, working out that type of information. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and also even like weather data at that time. Yeah. You know, from that location, you could that, say that, that location, that weather, that. and I can actually log it.
2: You're yeah. You're not allowed to do that within the rules of golf. It's frowned upon.
0: What? Look like at logging, logging what weather it was.
2: Well, using using any kind of app that tells you what the current weather or wind speed or really? wind direction really? at that. Well, if, if you were
1: power. if you were super cool and you had an Android Wear device, then you could you could pipe <laughs> that to your <laughs> wrist, and you could very sneakily. Oh, uh, so check. Fraser, How is the Android Wear? Yeah, I thought you'd never ask. I think it's the best thing ever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was I, I want ever since they announced the Moto 360, I always had it in the back of my mind that I wanted to get one. Like I've not worn so, a watch it? for the Moto... 10 years. Well, that's the not the one mode. I've got. I got the the Sony Smartwatch 3 because it, it was the cheapest and it's the most powerful one and it's the most waterproof one and it's got a GPS but it doesn't have a heart rate monitor but I'm not bothered about that. Um,
0: I don't need to know what my heart is. Heart. Yeah,
1: that's the thing. Apparently they're all inaccurate anyway so I'm not, I'm not really worried about that and I've got a heart rate monitor if I need like, to. What, oh, I'm not really dead yet. A, is a heart rate monitor it has. There's a heart rate monitor, but yeah, I was kind of uh, ever since the Moto 360 came came along, I was like, um, yeah, I'm kind of a bit intrigued by all this. Um, and then it was like at the time when it came out, it was 240 quid, so I didn't bother. And then one of the guys at my new job has one, so I was chatting to him, I was like, oh, yeah, like I really quite fancy. I said, oh, wouldn't you get one? I was like, well, like if, if anyone ever releases one that's got GPS and is fully waterproof, then I'll buy one, and then like you were thinking
0: to yourself that won't happen exactly
1: all. yeah it was a way of discounting myself out of the current, generations of, current generation of them and then he sent me an IM like two minutes later with a link to Amazon it was like 135 like, quid right, to this tiny smartwatch three. 3 and I was like well I sort of have to now but it's, it's the coolest thing ever <laughs> I brilliant. absolutely forever if I don't yeah I think it's the greatest thing ever I think oh, yeah, it, it looks like when you're on camera today and you're just like oh
0: what's what, oh, what oh what's, oh, this? Yeah, oh, what's oh, on
1: this? this oh my wrist oh my wrist oh you're asking me about this thing on my wrist yeah but it's yeah I really like it like it doesn't do it's it's literally just a repeater screen for my phone so it'll tell me when I get WhatsApp messages coming and when I get emails. you can read them on there though which is quite cool. You can yeah and you can reply to it as well but you have to do speech to to uh, reply. uh, Because even just reading though like where are
0: you? Oh there you are like having to constantly check phone and stuff for those things is quite an interesting thing.
1: Yeah and I thought it'd be quite cool as well for because I I spend quite a lot of time on my bike so when I'm cycling and it's more obvious if I get a message then and it's easier to read something on my wrist than it is to stop and pull my my Phone out of either my jersey pocket or my jean pocket. Um, and yeah, and it's like it's like audio as well, isn't it? Like audio, you're able to actually change your f-
0: music, yeah, you content. can do all your okay Google commands so through cool. it and all this kind of and, stuff. So, yeah, and you can
1: uh, change your music and you can get and directions in London, through you know,
0: it. the dodgy London, you know, bring out your phone's bad if you got your watch, it's okay, you absolutely.
1: Know? Yeah, especially in Royal Borough of Greenwich, Royal Borough of Greenwich, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right by the dateline. Uh, yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I've got one question
1: for Lou. Um, oh,
0: how many how many clubs are you meant to bring? Oh, to yeah, a, that's a good point. Yeah, we talked
1: about this little golf competition you were doing. Yeah, yeah.
0: How many clubs is yeah. is, is I've heard that there's a 40, there's a limit, isn't there? Yeah, a
1: yeah, final a limit. limit. You can't just bring a golf shop along in the back. Yeah, you of the can't. Car. Yeah, you can't
2: just bring the whole shop. Yeah. Um, the limit is precisely one less club than
1: I took yesterday. Okay, so so yeah, what happened? What or what would happen like, theoretically uh, if you were to turn up with the one extra club as you you did? So.
2: The, the culprit in hand, a.k.a. myself, would, would uh, get uh, disqualified. From, that would be
1: really unfortunate so, had you been up at 5.30 on a Saturday morning to attend said golf competitions. Uh, <laughs> and, and then confirm
2: that one, one was up at 5.30 in the morning on said day of particular <laughs> golf competitions. And one
0: would be quite peed off with such yes. act um, and one would not like it on a podcast that goes to millions or just just hundreds of
1: thousands not quite hundreds of
0: thousands, of thousands yeah. uh you know to say uh this kind of thing so yeah, yeah so you said you did it today as well though you went to the no i didn't do it today i learned my lesson I'm Oh no, I mean it's like the competition so what actually happened because did you get a penalty? because i thought was that the whole weekend gone or is it only the day no
2: it was a it was a it was a two day golf tournament with an all weekend prize, but also separate day ones. This is this is all irrelevant to me because I had two very very bad days. And thank you so much for bringing it up. That's all right,
0: right, man. Dude, we had to. It's you know the audience wants to know about golf as well. We bring everything. You know we've got watches, we've got you know drinks, <laughs> we've got golf. Any embarrassing
1: health problems you want to talk about, Lewis at all, or have we just you know killed? Kill no, no. We... The rest <laughs> of oh, okay. You know, since we yeah, <laughs> yep, since we yeah. You know, going to... Uh, to... Oh, sorry, Lou, but come
2: on. The rest guarding, I can walk normally again, so
0: that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. So so when did you realise that you had too many... Did someone pick it out, or did you... No,
2: I I noticed it. I'm a very honourable sportsman. I called the penalty upon myself. So, and then,
0: because I suppose that's bad in the sense that you all meant to have 14 because it's even you could have cheated because you'd have that extra one that may have done well, the
2: job to... no, the guy unless they decided to count the number of clubs in my bag I could have got away with it but so yeah. golf is I mean Fra- no. Fraser's got Sport. various sports and things. all sports you know, require a certain amount of honesty and integrity and I like that man I like that yeah. well, well, you know, I, you. I, I slept easy last night that's all I can say you know if you've done something well, wrong you you've got, 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 got 5.30 five, so uh... <laughs> oh, sorry <laughs> yeah <That's true. laughs> Yeah, but you're underestimating the amount of stress that I felt from the whole situation. So, uh,
0: you know. oh, mate.
2: So then, so then I thought, oh, today's another day. I'll go out there and I'll try again this, this, this morning. Well, mate, and I said, it's probably I an even worse day.
0: No, you've done good. You know, you've yeah. told the truth. Yeah. Well, I've come up,
2: I've come home thinking, well, yeah, the wind was really strong and it was a tough day out there. I know you guys have been getting sunburnt and having
1: barbecues. I know, man. It's been horrible. So it's been perhaps, tough. Yeah, perhaps you know, I'm
2: being too it's dramatic.
1: day. It's, I had an ice cream as well. Oh, ice. Wow. Oh, nine. 99 was
0: it? That's <laughs> an ice cream.
2: Is, are they still 99s or are they £1.45 now? Or what? Oh,
1: that was £2.20. It was yeah, it was from a little yeah a fancy little... It doesn't have the same ring to it though, no, does it? No, it doesn't, does it? Yeah, a 220. <laughs> I'll
2: have a 220 and an £8.60, please. <laughs> oh,
0: 90.
2: I, actually, I will moan for one thing. I went, out, I went out for a drink with the wife on Friday night and for a pint and a lemonade and lime paid £8.10.
0: Where did you go? That, that yeah,
2: sounds horrifically 26. cheap. I went to the ball yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. For Fraser. Where like, <laughs> do we go for this? Yeah. yeah Fraser lives in London. Yeah. It was happy hour. Yeah, happy hour in London. Yeah. So oh. we've gone massively off topic there, but, you know. That, well, yeah. cheap. Sorry,
1: more to the point. Why was someone drinking lemonade on a Saturday night? Because she Friday was driving night. better.
0: Unbelievable.
1: Ah. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a joke
0: uh, uh, this week. I have uh, jokes. Yep. It, it, I, I love this joke. Now, I've ruined it for everyone else, but for this podcast, hopefully it'll work. Is it a web joke? N- no, it's, uh. it's just a normal joke, but I find it really funny, and no one else has. And is it politically correct? It's politically correct. It's very, very tame. There is no okay. vulgar language. So how, what, does the, what does the letters A-I-R spell? What do the letters A R I R spell? Uh. Is it air? Okay. So you remember air?
2: And what does I re- I I Ed, I'm I'm not gonna burst your bubble. I think I know what this
0: is. I know you know this, but you would This Is a Kenny Everett joke? I, I have no idea, but please let me just do this to not. Alright, I'll just um, so it so I know what it is. I what what it is. do the letters H I R spell. <laughs> Hair. So we've got those two. And then what does <laughs> Oh I know where this is
1: going. A-R <laughs> spell Uh Lair?
2: Uh, hello. <laughs> I thought that was genius. That uh, that, that's a Kenny Everett joke, that.
0: So I didn't even know that. I just, I just, this guy told me it, and I was like, that's the best joke ever. <laughs> <laughs> else, they've, no one's found it funny. I'm so offended by that. How long have you known me? I, I know. This is the type you realise? I thought this is the type of joke you'd like, and then I think it actually probably knows this, and then when I'm just explaining it now, it kind of makes sense that you know this. Pure genius. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Sorry, audience. Uh, yeah. So moving on, uh, we lost,
1: we've got a we bit of news. Two
2: thousand subscribers because of that joke, Ed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> So now we now owe subscribers <laughs> to somehow. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we've got a bit of uh, big news, haven't we? Are we oh
0: yeah.
1: I'll let – Does anybody? Well, That's you guys want to? I'm somewhat... the least qualified,
0: as I'm not actually going to be there. Well, you may be there in voice, though. You, yeah. you know, possibly. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, you drop you dropped the news, Fraser. Go on, man. You dropped it on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, we, we've already yeah. So you've maybe already seen it through our Twitter account, but we will be recording a live show at Web in the Woods uh, in September. Is it September? Let me try and get the date. I've got it, the. It's. Uh, yeah. So there's a little festival, um, which is that, put on well, by a day 2015. Uh, 2000. Sorry. Is that when it
0: is? 2015. Yeah, Saturday the 12th. We will actually be there. We have been invited to do a live podcast on the Friday night. Absolutely. Uh, Which is the Friday. So it'll be the 11th on that night. And wow. Yeah. It's Will it be
2: live to just the people that are there, or are you going to do it on a Google Hangout yes. or
0: something like that? This is the whole oh, thing. That's a very good point, yeah. You know, I mean, no, I mean, if the audio, if the, well, sorry, the audio, the audio is going to be there because obviously we're there. Uh, if the bandwidth's there to support us doing a live feed, I can't see why not. Um, yeah. yeah. That'd be a massive show, yeah. wouldn't it, being out
2: in the so middle of trees scary and
0: scary no Why is it not scary, you know, to go to there, you know, with just us in front of 50 people? Let's do it to the whole world. Exactly. If, no, uh, we might as well. We, we, we're going to uh, brainstorm some ideas. Uh, there's nothing being planned properly yet, but we will, you know, think of them some things. And I'm sure we're going to talk to Chris about the stuff. again, Chris, thank you very much for, you know, inviting us. Absolutely. and letting It's a privilege it. to be invited
1: to do it, yeah. And
0: all I can assure is it's going to be an interesting experience because yeah. that we three days in maybe provide. Uh, but we hopefully, because our good friends... gig. <laughs> our, our first gig, yeah. Our, our friend Lou is in the lovely Cyprus in the sun, so he'll be rubbing it in. Uh, but we're hoping that if there is also good audio as well for the live thing, we can also try and get Lou in, uh, if for like, if not just for a couple of minutes, just so he can have a little chin wag and say hi to the audience and you know be lapping it up on the lapping it up on the beach. Yeah, no, that'd be that really, would really
2: be really cool. And, very uh, yeah. very surreal. Uh, If if I'm in Cyprus and doing this thing at the same time, that will be very weird.
1: Awesome. But a lovely website as well, webinthewoods.co.uk. So it would be awesome. Yeah, if anybody out there is interested, it's in Kent um, in the UK, obviously. Um, So if anybody's in the area and would like to come camping and have a couple of (coughs) drinks with us, we're going to be there for the whole weekend, but we're only going to be recording on the Friday night. They've got a great lineup of speakers on the Saturday. Um, So, yeah, if anyone wants to check it out, go to um, webinthewoods.co.uk. And I will personally give a beer to everybody who is out in the audience.
0: Yeah, that that was one thing that... uh, Fraser came up with last week, which I thought was genius, was the whole idea that yeah, everyone gets a beer. So yeah. if you to us on the Friday, to actually come
2: to us. Yeah, work... Is that just you you're trying to ply the audience with alcohol before yeah, the show? Yeah, that's basically because
1: yeah, if, if we yeah. get their expectation or if we get them drunk, then they're not going to be well, expecting should, too much I, I, and they'll just be happy. Give them a coupon. Coupons are better.
0: We'll give you a coupon, and then you have to come up to us and get the beer from one of us three. So you actually have to talk to us to get during a beer the,
1: during the show as well. Yeah, because then we can during get the show. Yeah, uh, we
0: that have, would like, be yeah. So, yeah, again, these are things we're going we're gonna to have a little play with this. We're, we're meeting up a couple of times. We've got some plans, you know, to yeah. meet up, like this out. And, do, yeah, we're really honoured, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I think
2: uh, you've nailed it there. I think you've nailed the idea there. Get it, get the audience coming up and introduce them themselves it. and chat to people one by one. I think that's yep. a brilliant uh, idea. That's
1: really cool. And, we, yeah, like I said, we're going to be there all weekend as well. So we'll be well, around that's... the campfire on the Friday and the Saturday night. And, yeah, it would be really good if, if any any people that listen to the show would come along. It would be great to meet you. And if anyone's going to get
2: a guitar out and sing some songs,
1: <laughs> do it come by R and
0: if anyone says the joke, air, hell air, I will openly get you more than just a drink. I'll yes. get you a shot as well. Uh, no, this we will not be playing the the you know, audience with alcohol. Our content speaks for itself. Um, I will it's... be playing the audience with alcohol. <laughs> Oh dear, but yeah. So yeah, it's been—it's a privilege. It's an honour and a privilege. So I really am looking forward to it. And it's a shame Lou can't make it. But I think actually, to be honest, it's going to be awesome having Lou live. Are you
2: guys going for the whole weekend? Then are you going to camp and do all the the oh, whole?
0: Oh yeah. Week? Oh yes. Absolutely.
2: Is Mick, Mick coming for the whole thing as well, or is he?
0: Cam- if he doesn't, I will cry. Yeah. And okay. No one likes a man double N crying. <laughs> Jokes. Oh dear. Not, not um, again. Anyway. <laughs> not crying again. Um, so yeah. So this week though, tech stuff. Um, anyone got anything they want to uh, spill? What what are people doing this week with tech stuff? You know, I know you've been working on Phaser JS and Laravel five. Any. Tips? Anything you've learned in JavaScript or PHP this week? I know for, um, Lou, you've been had a couple of things on Twitter. You've said about Laravel five.
2: Which bits have I said? I I had an AJAX
0: <laughs> issue. an AJAX, yeah.
2: Oh, that was that was based around using Uploadify and uh, jQuery UI Sortable. Just trying to post AJAX request with Laravel and just getting a 500 server error. And then you realise the beauty of
0: security and cross-site scripting request forgery tokens
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, they are fun. At no point did I did I until until I it took me two days of searching before I finally came across an article with a one word answer just saying, Did you post a token? (laughs) And And that that I saw I saw all these these twenty line responses with code samples and trying to do it this way and blah 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 and then I just saw the thing, Did you send a token? And I thought, "Oh, no, I haven't and then I sent a token and believe it or not, it worked.
0: Security. (laughs)
2: Uh, yeah, you, yeah. That yeah, that's that's pretty much the the main crux of it. But yeah, no um converting my my CMS from something less compli- complicated into just an API that I can just call whatever I need wherever I need rather r- rather than someone having to figure out how everything's working from the source. They just want to go and look for the relevant form to the relevant page that you're posting to. So
0: they is, that, to is that a restful API? API? Is that an API? A web service API or is that an API that they will use through PHP?
2: Um, it's it's an API that, but I've just I've just condensed a load of my functionality into like a CMS helper that's got oh, that's
0: cool. various like form fields and various components.
2: Yeah, every, well everything's basically you just call a function and then you just pass an array of whatever you need. That's the aim, and then that's nice and easy. And then you can just replicate that wherever you need it. Because I know I know the aim is not to repeat yourself, but sometimes it's easier it's, to repeat yourself. I than think to try I, and be too clever and
0: dynamic. Well. I think the thing is I, I found a lot, and I think a lot of people do, is that they, you get into this idea that dry is the only way and repeating yourself is a sin, but actually then realize, you do realize it's not going to kill anyone that I actually repeat this one bit of code twice and actually it's going to make the developer's life he- far easier you know yeah. maybe if I'm now repeating this five or six or seven thousand times then you know well that's a bit of exaggeration but you know that's you know, what whatever. you're repeating as well doesn't it yeah absolutely and, and it's like the idea of like these pages you know obviously back in the day with just static html the idea of us having to copy and paste headers all the time and footers and you know yes. that's a very kind of condensed like focal point on it but you know these simple things where oh, oh i have to copy that and paste that and change it all the time yeah that that stuff is ridiculous to have you know kind of you know you, know, you should abstract that out and be able to include it as and when you want and that's what we did but then i think we've kind of come to a state where what you do is you kind of have a fun it is fun like trying to find patterns in code and you're like oh this is quite similar Let me abstract this out into its own thing. And you realize, yeah, we're never going to use this again. But why did you abstract this out and make it complicated? Because I thought, and it's the one thing, it's because I thought, or, well, in the future. So because I thought we were going to do this, or in the future, maybe we will do this. Yeah, absolutely. They're sins, because what you've done there is you're saying, okay, so what you're now doing is actually tying us to this code, where you don't actually know where it's going to be used or how it's going to be used in the future. Yeah, And, you know, unless there's, you know, a roadmap for us using this functionality, you've probably made, you know, your code, pro, you know, again, you've, compl- you've complicated the more problem far more than you need to keep it simple. Yeah.
2: Ed, you've made a CMS before, haven't you? I have. I've you've made, made, one, you you, made one for where we used to work. Fraser, have you made one? I've never
1: made, made one? one from scratch. I've made kind of basic uh, CMS functionality, but not a full-fledged CMS. A, a C,
2: yeah, like a, a, a CMS that would kind of cater for multiple sites? or
1: No, literally like just, no. yeah, squeeze something together. So with a couple of, yeah, tiny MCE editors in there, and that's about it.
2: Exactly, and you, you kind of come across this, this whole wall where you're like, right, am I going to make this thing completely dynamic and I'm, I'm going to try and make everything work by default and then if I well, yeah, to you're trying to override something... Then are you going, going to make
0: it like Squarespace where they've spent their whole time making it so you can change anything and make it fully fledged that you can customise the whole world in a nice WYSIWYG? Yeah, whizzy wig.
2: yeah it, it, sounds, it sounds lovely and a really nice idea, but in reality... For for a third party to come in and then have to work with that, it's That's they've right, they yeah. then got a they've got to figure out your whole train of thought, your whole method of thinking, and it's super
0: and, hard. It, exactly, it, I mean, the the problem with CMS has been done so many times and tried to be solved so many times for a reason because it's hard. You know, uh, you know, the idea that, you know, again, like, the reason why there's so many solutions to it is because it's a hard problem. It's, yeah. it's one of those, like, deceptively simple problems where, like, oh, CMS, I could do that. But then when you start actually applying, like, problems, like, you know, like, your problems to the solution that you're using. Well, I, remember, I found that a lot when the one, say, I was we, we working in our previous place was I was solving it for a specific site, well, yes. I wasn't meant to. I, I, I was. There was one example place where example, and it was a specific site, and and I was very much referencing my solution to this problem, which was the site of how we're going to do it to that site.
2: Well, ver- version one always has to be based on something, doesn't it? Well, this
0: is it, you know. And then you realize, and then I, I think I remember. I don't know. It was you or Mickey. Then had to use my implementation on another site, and then we realized, boom, bang, we have problems yeah. because. Yeah. A lot of the fundamental ideas that I had for that site didn't cross to your site because, of course, they didn't because they're two different problems. Yeah. You're solving two different problems. Yeah. So, I'm having to make the amazing
2: dynamic solution this that's going to work for everything, and, it, and the dynamic solution just doesn't exist.
0: And I thought I was doing amazing. I was like, oh, yeah, well, you know, what you can do is you've got this navigation, and then you can apply you know output by using these closures because they, you know, each one of the levels you can then style away. It's like, no, we're not using it that way. We've actually got a navigation in two separate places. Oh, crap.
2: Yeah, and, okay. and quite often. Can't do quite that. often the spanner in the works is prob- is usually something very, very simple. Absolutely. Uh, if you were to just hard code it, it probably wouldn't be an issue and at all. But you've that's, written that's super clever CMS and then suddenly you realize, oh, God, I'm going to have to that's, completely that's... rewrite this component.
0: And I suppose for me then, I kind of go to the fact of, again, it's solving problems as a problem is. Like yeah. maybe each each website needs to have their own solution. Uh, you know that keeps it as simple as it for that site. I know you're going to find problems. I know again patterns in these sites, and it's funny how we kind of go round the round, you know, round the whole world, don't we? Where we
2: it's, here's stop an interesting it question to what, extreme. What, how would you define simple? What what is simple, simple? is
0: ah uh, you, you know what? That's a really. So, simple I was going to say. I was. Gonna, I, well, no. Oh no. I, I, yeah. This is it. I was going to say there's a couple of things because of course you got simple for me to understand, simple for you to understand, and how many lines of code. Yeah. So, or, or actually, you know, simple for a developer to understand, simple for a user to understand, and how many lines of code. Now, some people quote You know, your slog, your your source lines of code, as being how simple it is. Say, oh man, but you can do this in two lines. Yeah, of course you can do it in two lines if you've like, you know, anything can be done in two lines if you've decided to put every, you know, statement on the same line. And unless you're in like a Python, you know, language like Python, which takes indentation, you know, any C type language can be just put onto the same line. So it doesn't really matter. You know, you can make the most obscure, weird crap you want to, uh, you know, but it still makes it confusing. Um, I think simple for me is something that I think it's a trade-off between what the user does and what the developer does.
2: I, I think from, from a top level, I think simple starts from the person logging into this thing where they've never seen the code before and thinking, right, where do I need to go to address this issue? Yeah. And but then you and, have to think,
1: what is the skill of, of the user as well? Because the number of times, like I don't know, for the, the company we all work together, we put together a CMS site for somebody hand it over to the user and it can be a very basic CMS but the second they get it in their hands the website explodes yeah, and, and also they would then contact you for updating it yeah. like I just built you this CMS yeah, so you, don't so have you can to. do this yourself yeah yeah,
0: yeah. I think that's a really interesting topic I really do like and, and another thing with it is the fact that I don't think the, the customer like when the customer has a problem this is why WordPress and these types of systems survive because there's so much material. Yep. Yeah. Hey, Google it then. If you have a problem with WordPress, there's a book on it or there's a magazine article on it or there's or a, a million problem. blog posts. That's it. Yeah. And you know, with with a, something you've built yourself, you may have solved it and you may have simplified the code for you, but you've actually probably made it harder for your user because they can't go and Google what you've done. Yeah, exactly. Which is quite. You've, just, you've just encapsulated now.
2: my whole predicament in in one sentence there, and that's now now I'm kind of backtracking and trying to make sure that it will, all my code it works towards that, so that whoever that's, whoever looks at it knows to, yeah. what they're looking at.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting. That is a really interesting yeah kind of how and it, it's kind of again I haven't. What I'm saying now is really kind of wishy-washy where I'm not giving anyone a definitive answer what I actually believe because I don't know. It's you
2: you work in a team, don't you? So you, you, a lot of your work is based around pull requests and you know that whatever you do, someone else is going to have a look at and they're going to... Yeah, just...
0: I mean, working like where I work now is very different to agency work and client work specifically because the client for us is two people. They're, they're the people in-house who can come to us if they want to talk about it. You know, so, you know, they're far more astute with understanding, you know, kind of where we're at, you know, and what we're doing. Uh, And then you've got the outside actual tradesman or the customer user. And they, uh, again, are trying to solve a different problem. We're trying to solve a different problem and provide a solution for them that's different. Um, With the agency work, though, you're kind of always providing a similar solution in the sense that, that, mm, that's again, no, you're not really, though. Again, that's the thing. I think agency work is so deceptively hard, really. I really think it is. It's a very kind of like, oh, yeah, I can whip you up a website. And then you realize how many different variables. Yeah. Go down. yeah, and you realize. Yes. And that's why I've kind of gone screaming and running away from it at the moment because I'm just like, yeah.
1: I can't do it. Like, you know, the idea yeah. of the client and so it's like I don't understand what you want. Like, I yeah, someone will come to you and say, I want a really simple website with a CMS. Okay, those are really simple website. Oh, but can this page just do this? And it throws yep. the biggest span of oh, work. So and now all like, of a sudden you're back to the drawing board and like, Oh yeah. shit, well how do I now incorporate like, okay, that well, in, a, well, in a give me the, 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 s- wor-
2: the worst what? thing is when it's people that don't understand web and they and they say to you, I assume it'd be pretty straightforward to just do oh, this. So.
1: Oh, I had when I was working in New Zealand for a company there was a, we did a it was a website for a wine warehouse and they wanted they were selling like and shipping wines off to all around the world and all this kind of stuff. And they sent me an email saying, uh, yeah, we wanna we wanna change the way the shipping the shipping thing works, so we wanna charge by weight and country and, and like part of the country and all this I can't remember exactly what the requirements were. But there was a line on there saying, And it's only gonna be cheap, isn't it? Because all you have to do is write a couple of if statements.
0: <laughs> so they obviously understood the basics of like conditional yes. logic and yeah. then goes, well, what we can do is put this into an email and make them know like we know what we're talking exactly. about so they won't throw so us over. Yeah. Oh, so annoying. Yeah. Oh, dear. And it it
2: feels so patronising sometimes, doesn't it? People Absolutely, just don't man. Get yeah, what, we, what we're up against sometimes.
0: And, and, and epic segue, one of those things we're actually up against, guys, is performance. Yeah. And performance is a very big thing. Because it turns out Google care about performance, they like do. SEO and all that. They do. They care a lot, a lot about it. And actually, now they're penalising people because of performance on their websites. And one of the I think. Yeah, you know, obviously, if the page loads up quicker, you know, like on say on the mobile device and now, you've we've got a great happy customer, to, and the happy customer's
1: going to go back to Google.
0: Yeah. That's exactly it. So you're going to go back there, and you're going to, you know, they penalise your website because it's not it's not quick enough. Um, caching is so. There's actually a joke. So there's oh, what was it there's three there's, there's not you know, <laughs> hardest problem. right hang on the hardest problems in computing
2: Ed you should have researched
0: this I should have this is this is thing this is the, the joke so unbelievable so there are only two hard things in computer science air hell air <laughs> cache invalidation and naming things yep. oh and off by one errors off by one errors get it because i said two things instead of three ah off by one errors uh but yeah, it's true i mean
2: naming things is i'm so su- clever i understood it i didn't even <laughs> see it as a joke <laughs> yeah.
0: you know like naming <laughs> things is super hard like you know trying that but cash, cash invalidation when is something not valid anymore it's so specific to the problem, and yeah. I realised this this week. Well, I was trying to uh, so I'm doing performance on a certain page, and there's so many variables where you know and have to understand that you know the logic. You can easily implement a cache. You could. The idea is you know a cache is just say a pre-computed value. So you know this page, I do a full in quotes full page cache where it's saying I have now cached that page, and then okay, that's cool, you know, I've got that page, and I'll, you know, TTL, time to live is maybe 30 minutes. That's cool. Lou, don't you worry. We're 10 minutes until Lou needs to go to see the masters, and I don't blame him. Um, yeah, and, you know, this kind of thing. So what we do, you know, you cache it for 10 minutes. That's cool. Okay. Uh, and I've actually done that on my, on my pages now. So I was using a file-based cache, uh, a simple PHP script that I ran. And then I realized, actually, that uh, Nginx supports full-page caching Um, and, you know, full-page caching is awesome, and your roast is waiting. That's cool, Fraser. Don't you worry. Uh, (laughs) I'm just looking online. I'm seeing Skype chat going. Um, But anyway, so, yeah, so, you know, we've got Nginx, and we've got the full-page cache, and it's like I was doing this implementation, and I was saying, okay, well, I want to now bring, you know, the caching logic into my code, and I realized, actually, that's a separate problem, and... You can kind of – we had very simple code, like, again – well, sorry, switching back to work where a lot of the code was very much, you know, for the developer. You have the developer code, and it's good, you know. And, you know, it's good for the developer. That's great. But you realize actually this is very, you know, unperformant for the actual, you know, response of the user and stuff like certain queries. So we were actually executing a couple of queries twice in the Twig files and the view files, when you thought, like, actually, hang on a minute, this is actually calling this twice. This isn't actually just using it again. And it's little things like that. And also, another thing was so you had this n plus one SQL problem, and Laravel had it a lot in their thing where, you know, say like you're calling, every time you go for a for loop, you call a, a SQL query to get something, as you know, you can normally do like a join or something. And it what, just...
2: So then you, you get a record set and then you look yeah, through you... it and then you need to find
0: something else. and Yeah, so, yeah, so you do yeah. it every every time you have a record set and you're going through and you tie and you have to do a query. Uh, My is awful for this with navigation. Uh, it doesn't do recursive SQL, and that's where Postgres wins out because it can do recursive SQL and also window functions, which are awesome. But, yeah, Postgres for the win. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so, you know, things like this. And it turns out, okay, you actually, we're doing this and stuff, and you have to look through the logs and understand it. And there's been a couple of things that I've been looking learning and looking into, and one of them is Varnish, uh, Varnish Cache. There's one called Squid as well. Uh, but Varnish cache is super awesome, and it does something called ESI, which is Edge Side Includes. Uh, Edge Side Includes, and the idea is, is that so a lot of the time you don't just want a full page cache. So say like on say your blog, um, you know, uh, Lou, so say on one of your website, yeah, yeah, you have a lot of static content. Um, you know, say you have like a blog, but then you also have say current meetings or something. You know, like meetings area, you know, like, you know, all the next meetings today at three and it's very quick, you know, like maybe there's a couple of meetings a day and you want that information to always be fresh. But the content around it, though, say like the blog posts doesn't change what every hour, maybe every couple of days. So. The idea, obviously, is, you, okay, you put a full page cache in, and then you'd say, firstly, very dumb, like in Nginx, or, you know, like you'd make implement your own, you'd say, okay, well, just cache this, you know, this whole page for a, a minute. And you realize, well, actually, this information doesn't cache. This information doesn't change, what? until, like, every couple of hours. And the great thing about, like, Varnish, you, you know, and you can do this very much, very well in Symphony, is you can use something called Edge Side Includes. And I'll put that in the, in the blog post, uh, So the show notes. And I've got a couple of good blog posts on it. And it allows you to actually inject... Code, like, inject other requests into your requests, so you're able to now deliver to, so the, the response that Symphony gives you is the the content that you actually want to be dynamic. So, say in the case of this, you have a navigation bar, which doesn't change much, so you can have a, you know, your header's gonna be in a nice ESI, it's gonna have its own ESI cache. You're gonna have a cache for your, you know, the, that single, that page's, you, know, um, you know, CMS, you know, post, and then you're gonna have like a nice meetings thing, and the meetings thing's always gonna change every hour. And each one of these can be separately cached at their own point. And then actually Varnish is able to spit out to the user all of it joined up. But you're able then to take advantage of all the different places in your page that have different times and different domain, different problems to solve, and I think that's really cool. I, I think it's one of those hard problems, and I really interest like you find it interesting, you know, where you find this like joke of the two hardest things in computer science and cache validation naming things and off by one errors, where you actually realise, yeah, caching is really hard, and it's such, it's so specific to the problem you're trying to solve, and you can rewrite a query and you can use like the explain and you can the query analyze and trying to understand what's going on there. Those are instant wins. But things like caching when you're like, actually, crap, this is taking too long, and I can't speed it up just by a simple SQL request. I now need to actually properly go off and do something about it. And, you know, caching is the only way. Wow, cool. Um, And another thing before we all go off is, well, actually two things, sorry. So I have something here for you guys to have a look at. So this is something I wrote uh, last week. Okay. Um, So I'm colorblind, um, and, you know, it it can be a bit annoying. Uh, And one of the things I kind of feel is that, you know, naming colors can be hard. So I was looking at a problem, and I was just like, okay, well, let me see.
1: Oh, wow, that's pretty cool.
0: And, you know, the idea there... Is you know I kind what you can do with this you know it's really one cool thing about this page actually uh, so it's workshopedman.com for color namer and actually what I was able to do is I'm able so I've got the source code I'm actually using that source code and executing it but also displaying it at the same time. Yep. So it's like source code you can actually see. But what actually happens is, you, yeah, you can click on this, and it will actually calculate the color that it thinks it is—the most likely color it is—not based on the RBG. RBG is an awful. I've learned now. RBG is an awful color kind of um, representation to work out what a color similar to our eye is. So how we perceive color is. Yeah. Uh, it turns out lab. Is a really good uh, color representation, but the way to get to rbg to Lab is through a, another color representation called XYZ. And yeah, so in this in this blog post, well, not a blog post, but in this page, and I will do a blog post on it, is just a simple, uh, you know, straight up JavaScript that allows you converts from RBG to XYZ to Lab. Um, If you view the source on the page, you'll notice that what I've done is I've actually taken all the colors that were from official, these are official colors from Wikipedia, and I've actually converted them from their, you know, hex and RBG values to the lab Values, so I don't have to you know calculate them every time cool. um, and then yeah so I then I then use a so the CI there's there's three different algorithms that are used predominantly uh, to find the distance e I think it is and it's the CIE night uh, CIE 90 uh, 74 CIE 94 and CIE 2000 I use 94 because 74 I find is pretty or 76 I find is pretty ropey uh I find this one easy enough for me to actually code up because 2000 is pretty complicated, uh, and this one I was able to find, and it works. Yeah, it works pretty well. Like I'm able to kind of, you know, go through and actually see these colors and be like, oh yeah, that's you know, magenta, and that's green and stuff, and it still's giving me colors that are pretty, you know, I mean, I can't believe that electric green is actually the official color. Um, so what I'm actually going to end up doing is probably rewriting this to use hues as well, which is kind of just saying, yeah, this is green, or this is light green, or this. I like Spiro Disco Ball. Spyro, you know, these very, you know, and it's pretty interesting that you can actually just calculate these colors and using these equations that, again, I haven't made up. I just read some papers, well, papers online and stuff, blog posts that actually displayed this is what you should do. Um, But yeah, really interesting. I really quite like the fact that I can actually just put up a single page in JavaScript and actually show in JavaScript, not only execute the code, but also show the code through the same page. Pretty cool. Um, and finally, uh, so last year, um, when I was looking for a job, etc. and stuff, you know, I, I went to a couple of interviews. And one of the ones I went to, uh, they provided me with a very interesting puzzle. Um, and it was a really kind of HTTP specific puzzle. And so it's workshop.edman.com forward slash maths quiz. And what you'll get is you'll get maths quiz, and it will say, solve the equation to reveal the secret. And it's hint speed. Uh, theirs was a little bit different. I've kind of switched it around a bit, so don't. Hopefully, I won't get like you know sued or anything. Uh, but I don't think I got, right. I hope they didn't. Uh, anyway, I've stolen it. Uh, and the idea is you have to quickly solve an equation, in you know, and pass back, and you'll get a result. And you'll notice then. I think you've both had a try, haven't you? Where you've solved the so equation. I'm too slow. Yeah. You're I too haven't slow.
2: yet. Yeah. So I'm I gonna. Just, let I just copy and pasted the whole thing and was sh- told I was too slow. So.
0: So, again, anyone that wants to try and solve it himself, it's a really fun puzzle. Um, pause now, because I will reveal. And I paused. Uh, so what you now do, if you do question mark solution, I've provided you also with a solution, and it's quite cool. So I don't know if you guys have got that up now. Question mark solution. Yep, got it. Okay so this is another cool thing I was actually doing the same type of joke that I did well not joke but kind of idea in javascript where I actually wrote the job, the php uh, in, in a string format able to display the fo- uh, the actual code and also then evaluate it as well so you see "woot cheese is actually the answer uh, okay so what actually happens here if you look at the response so if you look at it and you're like okay this is interesting speed you'll notice there's something there's a there's a cookie and the session cookie actually is called this may help yeah And what I've done is what the idea is, you just have a simple session and you just store the time that they actually, uh, they run that page initially Uh and the actual result in a session and get it back. But of course, to us, just doing it normally, that unautomated, it takes too long. So what you do here, and yeah, yeah, so this is, yeah, math's question mark solution is you just go and... You go and get the headers, you get the, the response, mm-hmm. uh, you get the session cookie. So I'm saying this may help, you know, get the session cookie, out of using a regular expression out of that. I'm then evaluating the response. I'm actually grabbing whatever the equation is, quickly getting the equation, and then I post back. Well, I don't post back, but sorry, I actually then just go and do a get request again. And then that will give me what cheese. But because this obviously is happening, the computer's doing it, it's happening all the time because it's less than a second. It's a second afterwards that you have to do it. Um, but I thought it was a really interesting little problem because, you know, it's, it's, kind of show, it's kind of showing, you know, that you know a lot about, like, kind of know certain things about, you know, HTTP, sessions, PHP, and, like, how to automate things. And, yeah, that's really geeky, but
1: I thought it was pretty a quick, cool, though.
0: pretty interesting little uh, little thing.
1: Excellent. Well, we've gone over the hour, so I know Lewis is keen to get off to, to watch the Masters, and I've got a roast <laughs> smell that is ready to be shoved into my face. So, should we uh, call it a day there and reconvene in a week?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's been great talking to you guys, and absolutely.
1: yeah, thank you. Perfect. Well, have a good week, everyone, and uh, we'll to you shortly, and thank you very much for listening, and everyone get your tickets for Web in the Woods, and there's a free beer yeah. for you. Bye. See yeah. Bye bye. You've been listening to three
0: devs and a maybe you can contact us at contact at three devs and a or follow us on Twitter at the number three devs and a maybe.